Hi, my name's Luna Faith, and in this podcast, I'm going to share with you reflections of recent experiences I've had with masculine figures that have caused an eruption of intense rage to emerge from within me. It is my hope that you will utilize this reflection for your own healing benefit and have a better understanding of the larger context that causes us to behave in the way that we do. I will speak about the masculine and the feminine, and while these are not exclusive to gender, I do acknowledge that being in a female or male body does inevitably shape our experience of the world due to the social constructs and subsequent projections and expectations that are derived from our social conditioning. We are at a very unique time in history where we are going through a major collective shift in the way that we interact with each other, not just as a global community, but as an intergalactic one. A part of this awakening to our multidimensional selves is through the restructuring of society and the roles that we have come to play in order to fit in with our present social systems. One of these major shifts presents itself in our relationship to our own gender. Up until recently, gender roles have been quite delineated with certain roles being more typically male-oriented or female-oriented. We are now beginning to see the degree by which we have come to understand ourselves as a product of our social conditioning and the images of who we're supposed to be that have been projected on us from infancy. Many of us are beginning to rebel against these defined roles, particularly women whose roles have been been more narrowly directed into positions of service to higher authorities that are typically taken by men. And while we have made strides in gender equality, our advancements have only been relatively progressive with respect to the devastation of oppression that women have been subjugated to cross-culturally across the globe for thousands of years. So what are the consequences of the feminine being silenced for so long and where are we heading in terms of redefining gender? That is how we relate to both the masculine and the feminine as social constructs versus as energetic polarities that act as complementary forces that when in alliance with each other create balance, harmony and allow ourselves to become fully integrated as sovereign human beings. Speaking from my own personal experience, which is also reflective of the collective, I have found myself quite challenged by being a woman. Although I have tried to align myself with the image of a woman that society portrays as right, upholding this image has always felt like a compromise and that I, and that I am at some level betraying the truth of who I really am. Finding my authentic voice as a woman has also been a real challenge. I have noticed that when I am passionate about something, this comes out as being quite intense and overwhelming for others. Repeatedly, I have been told to tone down my expression and be more like others who, you know, don't upset anyone. And while I don't intend to hurt anyone with my outbursts, I am calling us all to consider the pain of having one's voice suppressed in this lifetime and the memory that is carried from previous lifetimes where speaking up for one's rights 
has resulted in death. In the same way, the mistreatment of the black community is so obvious that ironically it has been overlooked for so long, so too has the suppression of the feminine voice become so common that we come to accept it as the social norm. Speaking for myself, I have been in many situations where I, have, where I have felt completely out of control of my emotions that want to move through me. I am actually surprised that I have cultivated enough discipline not to knock someone over the head in times when I have been completely overcome by the grief of denial. That is, when society chooses to look the other way, causing further stagnation and unnecessary suffering for all. To me, the pain of denial is the pain of sitting and watching all the suffering that goes on in the world while knowing that that it doesn't have to be this way. As far as I can see, facing the devastation of our past actions is not an option but a priority. The immediate gift of looking at what we don't want to see and making time for the things that we don't have time for is that we are able to live more gracefully than what would have been possible had we remained open to, the quest- open to questioning the half-truths of our society. When we witness someone being overtly angry or what I like to call sacred rage, our immediate impulse is to judge that person for what we see on the outside seems to be a disproportionate reaction to the situation at hand. But if we remember that nothing happens in isolation, then we can consider the events and circumstances leading up to this point in time from which emotions have accumulated. Now, the only reason why emotional charge generated from life experience does accumulate rather than being dispensed is because of the cultural systems that we have created and that they have not been designed in such a way that accommodates for for freedom of expression. When the needle breaks the camel's back, we are called not to blame the needle, but to look at everything else that has been compounded prior to its collapse. It is up to us to acknowledge how we have unconsciously burdened ourselves by choosing to uphold the ever-increasing weight of our unprocessed emotions and to start to view our reactions as the natural consequence of self-denial. While I have received judgment and ridicule for my untamed temper that surges to the surface upon increasing energetic tension in the collective field, I have also come to acknowledge that it is a part of my soul's purpose to process the collective wounds of the masculine and feminine until they become so superior in their development that they cease to become distinguished from each other. I don't share this to provide an excuse for my reactions, but rather to acknowledge that I am still in the process of finding temperance within myself, to know how to unleash the tiger that has been caged up by a patriarchal society that has outright denied and shamed feminine forms of expression and intelligence for so long. What I have come to do deduce as the primary symptoms experienced by the masculine and feminine respectively is this. For the masculine, the primary emotion that is felt as a result of self-denial is guilt. This is made visible in the form of withdrawal or becoming emotionally unavailable. 
this consequently causes the feminine to feel abandoned and and shamed for the feminine the primary emotion is grief which when not given the space to breathe within our cultural systems comes in the form of rage that causes the masculine to feel fear basically from my experience i have noticed that when my expression of truth becomes too much that is that it stirs unpleasant emotions in another i get shut down the feedback i receive is i don't want to hear this anymore which sparks an even stronger desire to speak louder what is most frustrating when the masculine says to the feminine something like i don't want to hear this right now it is like saying you know what why don't we wait another hundred years or so before you share how you're feeling and maybe then i'll be ready for me a denial of information is a denial of truth for if there is such a strong aversion within oneself where you cannot bear to hear certain information then that is only pointing to a resistance within oneself that if left as a resistance remains as a barrier to loving oneself and one's capacity to love and accept others in other words when we meet a point of discomfort when sharing dialogue with another it means that we are hitting on a shared truth of which it's to, to of which its denial is the very cause of the conflict that has been experienced. When we choose not to listen or explore our discomforts, ultimately we are denying ourselves the opportunity to begin to weave this truth into our consciousness so that we can begin to change the narrative that we have built in relation to making sense of our experience. For example, you may have created a narrative that says I don't feel good around this person, therefore this person is bad. Alternatively, your narrative could affirm, I don't feel good around this person, therefore this person has something to teach me in the ways in which I'm still denying love for myself. When we safeguard ourselves from people who stir unpleasant emotions within us, we must have the courage to ask ourselves how keeping ourselves safe may actually be pro- prolonging unnecessary suffering that occurs from remaining in a state of resistance. I say this with a disclaimer. If you have been at the receiving end of abuse from another, then it is okay and encouraged to distance yourself from this person. However, no matter what proximity you choose to be in relation to this person, remember that wherever you go, you will be taking yourself with you and you will inevitably attract people who treat you in the same way that you treat yourself. That is, your abuser is only outwardly expressing the ways in which you are hurting yourself. The degree by which we feel that the world is against us is the degree by which we have waged a war against ourselves. This understandably is a hard truth to swallow however upon it however upon its ingestion allows us to soften into a more self into more self-love humility compassion and forgiveness for oneself as a person who is generally a fire starter i'm in the process of exploring a artful way of speaking my truth that does not cause the other person to run for the hills And while I know I can improve in speaking in in a more sensitive way, I also acknowledge that sometimes resistance is unavoidable. That is, there are certain things that need to be said and sometimes the direct method is the only way the message is going to get across.
For example, if a child was about to get killed running across the street when a car is coming, the voice of command is more affected than a gentle gesture. Taken out, of, taken out of context, this commanding voice may appear to be hostile, yet when understood within the context from which it arose, we accept that this is the voice of love. Also, taking a wider lens, the fluctuations of our emotional experiences are reflective of the greater rhythms of the universe. When a star explodes, we don't say, bad star, how inconsiderate of you. Instead, we acknowledge that this is a part of the creative and destructive cycle of life. After periods of turmoil, there are always periods of calm that allow for self-reflection and personal growth. If we are to look at an isolated event and say to ourselves, oh, but this is not what I want, we again deny ourselves the potential wisdom gained from this experience and the new opportunities that are born out of adversity. As a part of my exploration of the masculine, um, as a part of my exploration of masculine in my character coaching practice, I have noticed that when I step into a character that represents my masculine self, there is a quality of freedom that I don't experience with my feminine aspect. For example, my masculine side goes by. My masculine self goes by the name of Javier, and he is an intense character. And although he is an intense, his his personality is perceived as charming and is a welcome quality, particularly by the feminine. That is, it is refreshing to see when the masculine is visibly more animated and comfortable in expressing his emotions as opposed to the stoicism we see in a more corporate, royal or political version of the masculine that have become our role models. When comparing the quirky personality of my masculine character in relation to the personality of my feminine character, there is a noticeable difference in how they are perceived. While the quirkiness of my masculine is viewed with a quality of endearment, the quirkiness of my feminine character, who I call Sabrina, seems to take on a more of a, let's say, crazy lady who has lost her marbles sort of image. In short, emotions expressed by the masculine are a sought-after quality, while emotions expressed by the feminine are regarded as hysterical or are outright feared. Coming back full circle, if we are to contemplate what we find so terrifying about the emotional expression of women and what we can do to meet other and what we can do to meet others with compassion instead of judgment. So this is a little shout out for both the men and women in society, or whether you identify as a man or woman, it really doesn't matter. What I'm speaking to is the stereotypical tendencies that are found in men and women. And I'm speaking from my own direct experience being in relationship with men and women. So men, this is a shout out for you. We women need you to feel like you have got our back not just physically, but emotionally. We women are longing to feel safe to express ourselves. And given our history, we ask you to accept that initially this, ex this expression may be messy and unpleasant. 
please understand that this is the natural repercussion of thousands of years of being silenced and the bloodshed that has occurred from decision makers that have not been connected to their feminine heart. The feelings of guilt that you experience is not something to be feared or projected onto women, but as the weight of the masculine lineage that has chosen to experience fear so that we may remember our capacity to love the most unlovable people. Thank you for choosing to suffer in a mind overcome by guilt, to act as a vehicle for your own awakening and coming to realize your divine perfection for the evolutionary benefit of all. Thank you. Women, this is a shout out to you. It is time that we find our authentic voice again and feel safe to speak from a place of heart-centered awareness. We need to recognize the ways in which the masculine has come to fear the feminine as the emotional body in which higher intelligence is sourced. What a sacrifice men have made across the globe to forget the innate wisdom of their intuition and felt sense and to be burdened by the incessant chatter of the mind constantly creating narratives to justify and find reason for one's emotional experiences that to one's own self-affliction have been denied as a valid source of information and resource for one's own self-realization and finally going beyond gender differences may each of us whether we are male or female recognize how the masculine and feminine wounds wounds are expressing themselves within us May we have compassion for one another as we come out of a dark area in human history and give each other space to breathe life into a new era. Like a newborn emerging from the womb of his mother, our own emergence into our divinity is not always pretty, comfortable or polite. May we have the courage to yell and scream for the pains that we have endured and the humility to do so in a way that is not in the form of blame. May we realize that anything we accuse another of is because that same structure exists within ourselves. Although the way in which that structure chooses to express itself may differ on the account of our individual life circumstances and how we have learnt to process trauma. May we have the willingness to understand the pains that have gone unspoken for so long and hold each other in a space of unconditional love, compassion and forgiveness. So that is all from me. If you have found this information beneficial, then I encourage you to share it with others so we can all receive the gift of this awareness. Also, if you are curious about exploring your masculine or feminine sides and the conventional method hasn't really worked out for you, I offer a really unique practice in my character coaching practice where we literally create a character for your masculine and feminine sides which you become the embodiment of and get to know and start to create um, a conversation between these two aspects of yourself in a very literal way. So if this excites you or you're curious to know more, please reach out to me at Luna Faith. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.